Let me see you move around and shake it. Yes. How we all doing today? Hope all is well and happy holidays to you. Welcome to Who's to Blame, the podcast, and I'm your host, Dre Montez. Hope all is doing well during this holiday season. I would like to thank our title sponsor, The Weed Squad, St. Louis. Go to theweedsquad.com for more information or stop by their location at 8088 Watson Road. I do believe the hours have changed Friday through Monday. I do believe those are the hours. You can check them out on their website to be sure on that. Got some, uh, a special event coming up on December 28th. You can check it out if you just go to my uh, social media page on Facebook, Who's to Blame, Instagram, Who's to Blame, the podcast, Twitter, at W2B, Dre Montez. And also on YouTube, we have a page, Dre Montez. On December 28th, we have a ugly sweater party coming up. It's going to be like a Zoom live streaming event. going to be lots of fun. Got a Christmas tree in the background that was donated by Denali.com. It delivers Christmas trees right to you to take the hassle off of you. Also going to have some guest speakers on there, some of the sponsors on the Christmas tree instead of the regular ornaments. Each ornament on the tree is one of the sponsors. So that's pretty damn cool. Looking forward to that. And also on that same day, we're going to be launching the website, DreMontez.com. I am super, super excited about this. I mean, once you get a place to store and put your podcast and your videos that makes it very accessible for everyone, whether young or old, it makes you very, very satisfied. So I'm greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you again to my web designer, developer, videographer, Jenna Sequa. Shout outs to her. But there will be a link on there for all of the sponsors. Be a little bio about me. You can catch up on the latest and past episodes of my podcast, as well as the videos as well. A little blog there for you and a donation page. I know during this pandemic time, a lot of people don't have the funds to really invest in advertising the way they should. But what we do here with Dre Montez, we, we really work with anybody. No matter what your monetary value is, we can figure out something to get your message out there. Get that register ringing and that door open for you. But there will be a donation button on there for you as well. If you want to find out more information about that, you can reach out to me through Gmail at moredremontez at gmail.com. Well, this has been a crazy year for everything, not just sports, not just the work life, but everyday life from watching TV, going to the movies, trying to figure out how to capture the greatest sports moments. But I have to give a shout out to the television people out there for making televisions affordable to the people. Again, I really do appreciate that. But something I've noticed here this year that I've really, really been paying attention to is the sports injuries out there. I mean, some of these injuries are just mind-boggling to me. Like, you know, you have to make that decision. Once you get out of college and you're into the pros and you're making money and you signed a contract and you have a family and you get a significant injury, you really got to sit down with your team, not just your agent. I mean, your wife, your girlfriend, your parents, your best friend. And if your kids are old enough to understand what daddy or mommy does, you got to have that talk on some of these injuries. And I'm, I'm thinking back in, in years past, the kid Lattimore out of South Carolina, uh, if, if even worse than that, Willis McGahee had a, a horrific injury, but he still proceeded to make it to the NFL and did a great job. But these injuries are just 
mind-boggling to me. Alex Smith made a horrific comeback. I, I don't know. Under, I think he had between 13 and 17 surgeries. He could be on the way to be comeback player of the, of the year, along with his coach, Ron Rivera, battling cancer and still coming back and making Washington offense, making Washington football team a topic of discussion in the offense again. I'm not talking about their offensive production, but that defense with Chase Young, that front seven is something special. If they can just figure it out on the hike side of the ball, I'm thinking that could be a quality 10 to 12 team, quality 10 to 12 win team, the Washington football team. But the, the sports injury that has me mind baffled right now is Drew Brees. We know Drew Brees is up there in age. He's done a lot for the game, for the game. He's done a lot for the position of quarterback. He's done a lot for the people that are six footers that are playing quarterback and aspire to play the quarterback position and as well for his community. He has done a whole lot. But in the offseason, we understand with the whole miscommunication thing that he had with his teammates that created a problem in the locker room, created a problem in the locker room. But we're, we're beyond that now. Drew Brees sustained an injury a couple of weeks ago where he cracked several of his ribs and injured his lung. Pretty bad. Pretty severe injury, yes, from playing football. Yes, that all happened to Drew Brees. And now we get to the point, the latter part of the NFL season, where decisions will be made, players will be shifted, players we haven't heard of will be getting out there on the field either to hide injuries from the star player or to fill a position where players hurt. And you have some guys that are trying to make the the Willis Reed story, you know, come back from an injury to say, hey, I can I can get through this. Pain is nothing to me, as we always hear in every sports inspirational movie out there. But this is a tough one because I'm looking at the age of Drew Brees. And I, I know that's your brother on and off the field, but doing the game. When you're competing, I think that is out of the window with some of these guys especially these younger guys who are trying to make a name for themselves. I'm not saying someone is going to intentionally hurt Drew Brees this weekend, but what I'm saying is that offensive line has to do a better job of protecting him this game especially. I don't want to see a guy that has put up these type of numbers, that has done what he has done for the NFL, his commitment to the game, his love of the game, go out in his career injured. No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. So I'm just hoping that this was the right decision by Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Because Drew Brees, he doesn't look the same. Old man age is caught up to him very quickly. I think in the middle of the game, Drew Brees' whole body told him how old he was. Doesn't have that, that spark. Still has the leadership ability and the capability of being a leader on the field. Before he's chucking that thing down the field, being evasive, that could be an issue and a problem. I'm hoping that it all goes well for my man, Drew Brees. Speaking of it all goes well, a lot of people are utilizing this COVID time, the bubble time, the no school, the essential worker time. Are you using this time wisely to talk to your athletic bound kids that are taking their athletic talents a little higher, getting a little bit more serious? You're spending more money in, in coaching and training uh, renting out facilities, getting upgrading, getting a personal trainer, the gym memberships, all that is getting to that point, then you must have the talk. I'm not talking about the birds and the bees or what they call today sex or back in my day, the uchi coochie. No. The talk I'm talking about is 
unsportsmanlike conduct. Have you explained that to your child? Because I've been looking at college football for a long time. Over the past few years, this unsportsmanlike conduct conduct has gone off the chain. I'm not talking about the coaches in peewee football or the coaches and umpires in Little League Baseball, or even on the tennis court and youth tennis and golf. I'm not talking about that. The coaches yelling at each other and the kid, that that that's more on the parent. But I'm talking about when these kids lose control. You need to have the talk. Show the video. Point out to them the do's and don'ts. Show them what sportsmanlike conduct is. Not unsportsmanlike conduct. Because last week, been a Florida football Gator fan. We're playing LSU. They played 32 freshmen. We have a quarterback in Kyle Trask who is in the Heisman Trophy conversation. And we had a team, or have a team, that should dominate LSU from the way LSU has been playing. Well, it didn't go that way last week. And we let them hang in the game. We let them hang around. And when we had the momentum going, we lost it at the same damn time due to what I'm just talking about, unsportsmanlike conduct. Who throws the opposing player's shoe when you tackle them or make a big stop? Look, I'm a very animated guy. I understand what it feels like when you make a stop, when you do something good to pump up your team, make your coach proud, point to the stand, see your parents, your girlfriend, your side piece. I get all of that. But at some point, you must realize your conduct could be detrimental to the team by getting a penalty getting ejected. You could be a key player, a key component that's doing something very good on the field the whole game, and you let one split second take it all away. On to the NFL. You got players spitting on the opposing player. What the hell are you trying to prove? In the NBA, you got selfish acting players. Don't want to shake hands. Coach tell you everything in Little League. What happens after the game? Win or lose? We all form a line and we go across, high five, shake hands. Whether you lost or won the game, I've, I've shook hands crying before. I've, I've had people refuse to shake my hand before. I get it. It's the level of competition, but it's also a level of respect for the sport and the job that you're doing out there. So please, parents and coaches that have common fucking sense, please have that talk with your kid. Please have the talk with these young men and women on the collegiate level coming in, understanding what a rivalry means through their grandparents or their own parents. Now they want to take that that built up aggression and now go on the field and do something that is considered unsportsmanlike conduct. That is like that's like one of my biggest pet peeves when I watch sports. I'm watching for that unsportsmanlike conduct. I'm not saying you got to tackle somebody and help them up. No, that's his teammate's job. That's his teammate's job. Your job is go out there and respect the game, have integrity, have some commitment, have some excellence in what you're doing out there. But this unsportsmanlike conduct has got to stop. So please, have that unsportsmanlike conduct talk with your kids. And also, I've, I've already attacked this uh, issue here with a few educators, my man Rob Gutzler, my man Keith and Kendall Wares, the brothers out there that are educators out there on this thing about social media. We've all seen the movie on Netflix by now, The Social Media Dilemma. These are actual people who work for the top social media platforms out there. I'm not talking salespeople or interns. 
I'm talking people that had something to do with some very significant programs and additions to some of these social media platforms out there. I don't think if you're if your kid is someone that is highly recruited, you know what? That has nothing to do with it. I think this social media really needs to be discussed with your kids before they get in high school, before they go off to college, before they go into corporate America. Have that talk with your kids about social media. I see several grown men type something in, hits in. Within six hours, they're trying to remove it and apologize. By then, it's too late. It's in the clouds. It's in the clouds. Once you post it, it's never gone. It's never gone. If you don't believe me, LeBron James has a teammate. When this dude was in middle school, in middle school, he made a comment on Twitter that Austin Rivers and Doc Rivers are the first father and son coach-player combination on one team. And he made a comment, what about LeBron James and Delonte West? Oh, boy. Now LeBron James is his teammate. That tweet is still out there. That tweet resurfaced this past week. So please talk to the people about social media. There's social media media etiquette out there. Talk to some educators. Talk to some actual business owners who have experienced the good and the bad when it comes to social media. Media. I'm not saying don't get on the Internet. No, not saying that at all. I'm not saying don't get on social media. What I'm saying is be very aware of what you're typing, what you're texting and what you're sending and what photos you're putting out there because they do not leave. And people, people never, ever forget. Nobody does. I mean, it just it is just. Oh, my God. It, it is to the point where I, I had to talk to my father before. Probably last year sometime, I had to talk to him about this. I said, Pop, I'm glad when I played Little League and was playing high school baseball at Sumner High School, get us off that list, y'all. Get us off that list. Keep our doors open, Sumner High. But I'm glad social media was not at this level because I, again, I'm a very agitated young man, but I've learned how to control things. But back then, I didn't. I didn't know the what that meant to count the 10. I didn't know what that meant to walk it off, put your hands on top of your head, Bite down on the damn towel. I didn't practice none of those techniques. Let me tell you this right now. They work. Who's to blame? I have that talk with your kids. I wonder. I want to get up under the microscope. With some of these sports transactions. You know, we don't find out to years later what went on in this trade. What went on in drafting this player. What went on in picking up this free agent? All we look is the ticker. We see what a team did and what signed a player. Then we see the money. Then we see the contract length. But we don't really get into it. I think the only time I really paid attention is when ESPN Magazine broke down Manny Ramirez being highly touted by the Boston Red Sox from the Cleveland Indians. That was something else. I believe it was a five to eight page article on everything that went down when people are trying to lure you toward their team. And now we're finding out via the NBA, via Kawhi not Leonard, about how the Clippers got him. And it is it's crazy. It is crazy. And some highly noted people are behind this saying, was this, the, is, is this legal? 
And now the NBA is investigating the Clippers on this whole transaction of what went down. What are you required to ask for? What are you required to give the player? I thought typically when a player goes to another team and wants to go to another team, you're negotiating a contract to come to the team, meaning the money in the years. But no, it has changed. It's the money. It's the years. It's the amenities, meaning endorsements, meaning private travel, meaning tickets for your family, meaning box seats, meaning a stake in ownership. I mean, all that is negotiated in some of these sports transactions. If you don't believe me, check out some of these video games. When you create a player and you try to get that guy to turn pro, it's guiding you to the life that everybody is following right now. But some of these deals are outrageous. But you got to think about life after the sport. So that's where the endorsements come in at. That's when you're looking to protect yourself. If you get injured, thank you, Lords of London, to look out for yourself. These men and women need to look out for themselves. Although I wish the leagues took care of the women the same way they took care of these men. Hopefully we'll get that right in the next five years. They're working on it, but it's not coming fast enough, just like the Negro League and Major League Baseball. Didn't happen fast enough, but they're working on it. Okay, okay. But just understanding a contract, understanding your job and duty, and also honoring the contract. Because we're seeing right now what's going on in Houston in the NBA is James Harden honoring the contract. Is Kyrie Irving honoring the contract? They're not. But if you go up under the microscope of the contract that they have, you will be shocked and amazed what these players have. And you also have a responsibility when you're a professional athlete. You have a responsibility when you're in corporate America. You have a responsibility when you sign a work contract out here in corporate America. And they have responsibility too. If both sides honor the contract, I bet we'll see a whole lot of smiling faces out here. From the ownership group, to management, to the corporate world, to the player, to the fan, and so forth. I think everyone can be happy. But when that contract gets looked at, it makes you really scratch your damn head. And I've always said this. Why do they have to tell us how much money the players get paid? If we didn't know how much money the players got paid, the barbershop conversations would be even more fun. I wonder how much money they pay in that son of a bitch. Because if we didn't know the money, we wouldn't critique the talent as much as we do now. But the first thing we bring up when we're debating sports and the position, and the job, and the ability to do it, we always say, how much money are they getting paid? And we always figured out that players work their hardest during a contract year. But as the Navy told me, if you do your job every day, nothing matters. Don't forget, there are several ways you can follow the show. We're on different podcasting platforms out there for your listening pleasure. We're on SoundCloud. Anchor, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play as well. But as I said, on December 28th, we're launching DreMontez.com, and all of the podcast episodes will be there, very accessible for you, very, very accessible. The podcasting, the videos as well, little news and notes from here and there, and also a link to all the sponsors and a donation page for you as well. So we'll cover all of that, and I'm super, super excited. Also, I'm excited about now you can purchase a Who's to Blame t-shirt. 
in downtown Belleville, Illinois at Beatniks. And here's the beautiful thing. The T-shirts are only $12. Yeah, there you go. $12 T-shirts. Been a long time since that has happened. I just didn't want to go the $25 route. I didn't want to go that route. I want to make it. I want to make it a way where I want to buy a T-shirt. I have not bought a $25 T-shirt since the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning at quarterback. That was the last time I bought a $25 T-shirt. So grab your Who's to Blame T-shirt. They make for great stocking stuffers, by the way. <laughs> you can have some fun and creativity with it wearing a T-shirt that says Who's to Blame. Check it out right now. Downtown Bell Vegas at Beatniks right there for you. Also during this time, a whole lot of interests have grown up. A couple of Man Cave members and I were discussing this the other day about there are more grown people, meaning grown over the age of 25, I'm sorry, over the age of 35 that are playing video games now. Not just on their phone. I'm talking between their gaming console system at home, whether alone, online, in a group with friends or strangers, Online gameplay is up 67% adults 35 and up. That right there is outstanding. I've been a gamer since 1982. Been a gamer since then. And now the sports world gaming life has really taken it to a whole new level. I mean, it's like the real shit. You can put your actual picture out there. You can really download your picture and upload it into a game. And that's what we all wanted to do when we were kids. I wish my picture could get in this game. Who's to blame? But you can do it now. Then they have this online world. You know, back in the day, playing next next to your friend was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And, but now you can get up in the middle of the night. Everybody sleep. Or if you live alone like I do and you're bored. You can just get online and play. There's a whole new gaming world out there to keep you company for several, several hours. Lots of fun, man. And now with this PS5 gaming system coming out, I, I just, I wish I could open up and go up under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning and see a PS5. I really do. Santa, I've been good. I promise you, I've been really, really good. And I wish I could get that PS5, but I'm going to work real hard in 2021 and i'm gonna get that ps5 but the gaming life i love it my friends and i from the man cave t mac and jay and i we play nba 2k and we play the pro am which three of you versus three other people it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun we're getting better they have been playing way much longer than me the game nba 2k i was hooked on that mlb to show for like a whole year playing those three inning games. It's a lot of damn fun, a lot of fun. But I think moving forward with all the 2021 games I have with the Madden, FIFA, and NBA 2K21, I haven't started NBA 2K21 yet. I'm going to wait till the NBA season start. I haven't even played one game yet on FIFA 21, but I've watched two of them. And the graphics are amazing. What got me into FIFA was Scoring a goal on FIFA. You know how in soccer games, the real games on TV, how the announcer goes nuts and the players goes nuts when they score a goal? I ran around the entire house because it really felt like I scored that damn goal. The camera zoomed in, kids. The grass was moving slowly. I kicked the ball. It zoomed in on my foot. Then that ball made that sound. 
and it hit that net. Oh my God, it was something else. Goal! I, I ripped my shirt off, I think. I felt the excitement, the enthusiasm. It felt like I was really in the damn game. Who's to blame? I'm a big kid. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm afraid to grow up. You know, I'm going to be a Taurus RS kid for the rest of my life, probably. I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. I love playing video games. I am never bored because you can always go online and play the game. Win, lose, or draw, you can get better as you play. If you don't learn from losing and winning, you're not playing the game right. You have to learn. And teamwork is important as we all talk and discuss on our headsets when we're playing NBA 2K. It's a lot of fun out there. If you want to get down, you want to reach out to me, I am Dre Montez 63 on the PlayStation 4 Network. Check it out sometime. Let me see what your gaming skills are like, and we'll take it from right there. Again, I want to thank all you guys for all you've done since I've been podcasting. We're coming up on year number four. This will be our fourth year in 2021. And it all started with the idea after I left the radio world after 12 years in talk radio on behind the scenes, on the air. I was a salesman first and I became an on-air personality. And it was a learning, joyful experience. I can't express to you what it's like when you do your passion for a living, when you do your hobby for a living, when you figure out how to add monetary value that suits you for your passion. Don't let nobody get in your way. Don't let nobody stop you. Don't allow, don't let nobody tell you to take a left turn. You know damn well you can't take a left turn on that street. Just keep going. Stay on your path. Put them blockers on if you have to. But to work and do your passion, I can't express it no more. I love the sports world. I love watching sports, talking about sports. And I miss playing men's softball. I miss hitting that highway. I miss the camaraderie of the guys meeting new people, the close games, getting my ass beat on the mound, shutting them down on the mound, and just the ride there to the ballpark and the ride home coming back to St. Louis, Charlotte, North Carolina, Shreveport, Hawaii. It was a lot of damn fun. I never thought 25 years would go so fast. I thought it went fast playing, but when you have kids on the other side, that goes fast too. I appreciate you guys for supporting all the sponsors of Who's to Blame the Podcast as well. Many of my sponsors always reach out to me when someone goes to them and says, hey, Dre Montez told me to come in here. That means a whole lot. That's like a high five. That's like telling your server or bartender they're doing a great job. It's the little things that mean so much to me as well as to my sponsors. But again, I'm looking forward to December 28th. It's going to be a lot of damn fun. I got a crazy, ugly sweater that I have not worn since last December 15th. It's going to be a lot of damn fun. I'm looking forward to it. The music, the dancing, the conversation, the smoking, the drinking, and the eating. It will be a lot of damn fun. I tell you that right now. And wherever you guys listen to your podcast that you can type in Dre Montez or who's to blame. Dre Montez, D-R-E-M-O-N-T-E-Z. Really do appreciate it. Thank you goes a long way, kids. You have no idea. Not one idea at all, but I tell you what, I'm going to tell you each and every time. And check out my live videos called Montez at Midday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, where we do a different twist. We just don't talk about sports. We talk about the things that are on the mind of Montez 
admit that. You can check that out. The live video is posted on our YouTube page, Dre Montez, Twitter at W2B Dre Montez. And I also share it on our Who's to Blame platform as well. So there's several ways you can stay acclimated and informed in the sports world. Appreciate it, good people. And as I already said, Merry Christmas, Melikaliki Maka. There you go. I think I covered all the bases right there and get my holiday salutations out there. Santa, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you, Santa. I'm going to see if I can spot your sleigh this year. Can I see Rudolph? I hadn't seen Rudolph since I was eight years old. It was top of the series building. Last time I saw a Santa, 1980. Classic. The old guy looked good. But as I always say, good people, don't forget to appreciate the details of the day. Enjoy, and thank you for listening to my podcast.